It's the dictionary. Hey everybody, how you doing? My name is Spencer and you're a word nerd. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, this is the dictionary. It's where I read the dictionary and then I talk about it and tell you my thoughts and explain things and all those fun things. And so we're just going to get into it. Uh, we got we got more more sort of scientific words. We've had a bunch of these in this sort of uh, this endo section. So what what more science sort of medical-related words can we talk about today? We got them. We got them right here on this podcast. This show, you can find it on YouTube and all the podcast platforms. The first word is endopeptidase or endopeptidase. E-N-D-O-P-E-P-T-I-D-A-S-E. Let's scoot this over so it's more in line with the camera. Uh, this is a noun from 1936. Any of a group of enzymes that hydrolyze peptide bonds within the long chains of protein molecules. And the synonym is protease. It says compare to exopeptidase or eptopeptidase, which was going to be on the outside. So these are group of their enzymes that they do some stuff to peptide bonds on the inside of these long chains of the protein molecules, and then exopeptidase are going to do the same thing on the outside. And I don't really know any of any of this process what it means at all, but that's what it is. Uh, they're also called protease, I guess. Uh, okay, moving on. Um, the sound effect is going to be wee 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 wow, mm, something like that. Next is endoperoxide, noun from 1962. Any of various biosynthetic intermediates in the formation of prostaglandins. Again, you know, it's a bunch of stuff that I don't understand. I don't know nothing about these things. But when you're talking about prostaglandins and biosynthetic intermediates, maybe you're talking about endoperoxide. Uh, ooh, yep, yep, yep. I got nothing. Wee wee wow wow. Next is endophyte. E N D O P H Y T E. Noun from 1835, an organism as a bacterium or fungus living within a plant. Endophytic is an adjective. So, yep, it's a thing. It lives on the inside. So what is a bacterium or a fungus that lives just on the inside of a plant? Uh, Phyte, P-H-Y-T-E, is that its own word? Is that a suffix? I'm not sure. We're going to learn about that in the peas. Way, way, way down the line from now. Wow, 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 wow. Next is endoplasm. Mm, what's endoplasm? Noun from 1882, the inner relatively fluid part of the cytoplasm. I think this might be in a cell. There's the cytoplasm, endoplasm. It's uh, relatively fluid. Well, it's a plasm, a plasma. I think is uh, it's like a fluid. It's not exactly a fluid. It's maybe sort of viscous, viscousy, 
not really solid, not really a liquid. It's a plasma or a plasm. Endoplasmic is an adjective. Endoplasmic, endoplasmic. It's not really a liquid, but it's kind of liquidy. It's endoplasmic. Wee 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 woo. Next is endoplasmic reticulum. Two words. It's a reticulum that is endoplasmic, so it's probably related to uh, it's part of the cytoplasm, and it's relatively fluid. Noun from 1947. It is a system of interconnected vesicular and lamellar or lamellar cytoplasmic cytoplasmic membranes that functions especially in the transport of materials within the cell and that is studded with ribosomes in some places. And it says to see the cell illustration. So uh, I'm not going to go back in the book, but I am going to bring up this a cell, a cell picture. Let's just look up cell illustration um, and see where where is this uh, endoplasmic reticulum. Uh, let's see. We got the there it is. There it is. I found you endoplasmic reticulum. Yeah, it's so in this image, it's like it almost looks like a labyrinth, like a like a, a what do you call it? hedge maze. Um, it's just sort of going around and it's all tightly packed into uh, near the center of the cell or near the, uh, near the nucleus. I guess it doesn't have to be in the center. Um, and so what is this? Uh, it's a system of interconnected vesicular and lamellar cytoplasmic membranes. And so I guess the walls of this thing are made up of these cytoplasmic membranes and uh, let's see, it functions especially in the transport. So it it uh, transport materials mostly. It transport materials within the cell. Uh, so it's sending sending things from one place to another place. And because it's next to the uh, the nucleus, and uh, what's that other part? I guess that's also part of the nucleus, because it's in this case at least right next to the nucleus. It's maybe sending things into the nucleus or sending things from the nucleus out into the rest of the cell. And anything else, materials of cell, studded studded with ribosomes in some places. So I'm looking at the picture. Uh, what, are, what are these ribosomes? Are these these little dots? It's got the ribosomes on it. Every once in a while, it's got ribosomes. What do they do? I don't know. I don't know what those ribosomes do. Um, yeah. And it's, um, so is, would it be relatively fluid because it's a because it's a endoplasmic maybe i don't know i never touched it never touched i never touched the endoplasmic reticulum wee 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 wow wee next is endopolyploidy of just a, a very fun word to say e n d o p o l y p l o i d y endopolyploidy Noun from 1945, a polyploid state, a poly, a polyploid state, in which the chromosomes have divided repeatedly without subsequent division of the nucleus or cell. This is reminding me of a word in the previous episode. Uh, endipolyploid, uh, that would be an adjective, and so endipoly endopolyploidy is this state that it's in. It's in an endopolyploidy state. 
Um, so the chromosomes have divided, but the cell itself has not divided. And so there's a whole bunch of extra chromosomes. Now, where did we have this? Was it this one? Endomitosis, division of chromosomes, not followed by nuclear division that results in an increased number. I would think that those are similar. Endomitosis and endopolyploidy. They're wording the, the action of the division of the cell is worded differently in both of those. And I don't know if there's a good reason for that or why they did it that way. But whole bunch of chromosomes, the cell isn't dividing, so the cell is just chock full of chromosomes. Way too many. Oops, all chromosomes. Endopolyploidy. It's a polyploid state. It's in a state of being a polyploid. Well, polyploid, poly means multiple, but more than one of a thing. What's a ploid? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll learn about uh, polyploid and ploid in the peas. All in the peas. That's the sound of the, all the chromosomes. Okay, end organ is next. End organ, two words. Noun from 1875, a structure forming the end of a neural path and consisting of an effector or a receptor with its associated nerve terminations. Uh, this, it sounds like this is talking about the neural pathways, the neurons, the things in your brain that are sending the signals from one to another. It's just going back and forth. So end organ, it's a structure forming the end of a neural path. So I guess there's a neural path from one part of your brain to another part. And at the end of it, there's this end organ consists of an effector or a receptor. It has an effector, which is probably the thing that is maybe making the neuron send or it's something that's making an effect happen. Um, or a receptor, which means it's receiving the signals, receiving something with its associated nerve terminations. So I guess also just the end of the nerves are also at this place. An end organ. I'm curious what an end organ looks like. Uh, I mean, it's first of all, we know it's very tiny. It's very tiny. Let's look at images for end organ. Are there even good pictures of an end organ? I don't know. I'm scanning images and it's not, I'm not seeing anything that's really jumping out at me. But it's the end of the neural pathway, I guess, in your brain, probably. Uh, okay. Next is endorphin. Noun from 1976. Any of a group of endogenous peptides as encophalin found especially in the brain that bind chiefly to opiate receptors and produce some pharmacological effects, like pain relief, as pain relief, like those of opiates. And then specifically, we've got the synonym beta-endorphin. Okay, so, endorphin. Now, is this using the endo-prefix? Endo-orphan? Um, no, it's not. Well, it kind of is. It's using the end... Uh, Let's see, the E-N-D-O, or no, just the E-N-D from endogenous, which was, uh, that was in our previous episode, something about the inside, it's coming from the inside, it's created on the inside. And then the O-R-P-H-I-N of morphine. 
And Morphine is a thing that not only is it a great band that doesn't exist anymore, but it's also a thing that's used in pain relief, but it uh, you got to be careful with it. So an endorphin is a group of endogenous peptides, so these peptides are coming from the inside of a thing, uh, is enkephalin, E-N-K-E, where is this? Is this going to be in the dif- the dictionary? E N K E. Oh, it's it's gonna. It's a few. It's a it's a page away, uh, or more. Wow, it's a ways. It's a ways away. I'm trying to. Is it even gonna be in here? H I J K. There it is. Enkephalin. Yeah, that's how you say it. Okay. So this endorphin. Uh, and enkephalin is an example of these uh, one of these endorphins. Uh, it's especially in the brain. It binds to the opiate receptors. So those are the receptors in your brain that can receive opiates, I guess, which are, I think, they help to uh, minimize pain. I mean, they. I guess opiates probably do a whole lot of things, but when opiates are prescribed to you, it's probably because of pain. And I think that's where morphine comes into this world. Morphine must be an opiate. Uh, and they produce, yes, some pharmacological effects, like pain relief. Uh, but, but, yeah, okay, so that's what an endorphin is. Now, these, you hear about, you're doing, you're doing activities uh, that release endorphins. Uh, maybe when you're running or whatever you're doing, um, these, you know, it, it, endorphins are a whole big world. Let's put a link in the show notes for endorphins. Uh, but, yeah, you, you hear people talk about them a lot when they're, just they're doing something and it's releasing all these endorphins and so they feel good and maybe they don't feel as much pain, maybe they feel happier. So yeah, there's a lot of these, they, they affect a lot of things. Specifically, the opiate receptors in your brain. That's where they're going, that's what they're doing. Maybe they do other things too, but that's one example. Endorphins. It's a, it sounds silly, but it's not a silly word. Wee, 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 wee. Next is endorse not a scientific medical word not at all endorse you could spell it i n or e n didn't know that uh let's see this is a transitive verb is it just transitive i think it's just transitive from 1581 1a to write on the back of especially to sign one's name as payee on the back of, and the example of is a check, in order to obtain the cash or credit represented on the face. So to put that simply, somebody writes a check, they give it to you, you got to endorse it. You got to write on you got to write your name on the back of it to say, I am the one who this money is going to. I am the payee. And uh, I'm endorsing it to say, yep, I endorse this check. It's for me. Please give me the money right now. Quickly. Quickly. I need it. Um, so, to write, yep, to write on the back of, just in general, if you're writing on the back of a thing, you're endorsing it. If I write on the back of my hand, I'm endorsing my hand. Hmm. I wonder what the etymology is going to say. Uh, 1B, to inscribe on a check, bill, or note. And the thing that you are inscribing is your signature. How that's different from 1A, not sure. Check or bill or note. Any any, any of those things. You, get, you can endorse it. 
1C to inscribe with a title or memorandum. That's it's just a memo. A memorandum is a memo. To inscribe with a title or memo. And the thing that you are inscribing is on an official document, I guess. 1D. To make over to another. To make over to another by inscribing one's name on the document. All of these have a, a some sort of a chunk of parentheses or brackets. And so I'm trying to trying to skip them to read the definition itself, and then we'll come back. Um, so with the parentheses is to make over to another, and that, that would be the value represented in a check, bill, or note. So the value that the check is, $100, it's a check for $100, that's the value. You are uh, to make over to another. You are, okay, so you can endorse the check to another person. So... Uh, you, you can write their name on it or they have to write their name. I don't remember the details, but you are endorsing it to another person uh, by, oh yes, it says to inscribe, you're inscribing one's name on the document. So if you write their name on it, then you're endorsing it to them. You're saying, you know what? I've got this money. I could take it for myself, but I'm going to give it to you because I'm a great person. You need this money more than I do. 1E. To acknowledge receipt of by one signature on a document. So if you are signing this document, you are acknowledging that you received this document. That's how we know that you received it, because you signed it. Uh, and the example would be um, a, a sum specified. Uh, you are acknowledging receipt of a sum that is specified in the document by signing the document. To A, to approve openly, as in endorse an idea. So if somebody had an idea and you say, I like that idea, that's a good idea. I, I approve of that message, of that idea. That's a great idea. Let's get that idea out to the world. Uh, you're endorsing it. But especially to express support or approval of publicly and definitely. So you are publicly and definitely uh, giving your support. You are expressing your support and your approval of this thing in a public way and very definite. As in, endorse a mayoral candidate. You're saying, hey, I like the ideas of that mayor, that person who's trying to become mayor. I endorse them publicly and definitely. Definitely I want them to become mayor. Okay, next, we got, there's a bunch of definitions here for endorse. To be, I think this is the last one actually, to recommend as a product or service, usually for financial compensation, as in shoes endorsed by a pro basketball player. So the pro basketball player loves these shoes, and the, the people who make those shoes are probably paying this guy, this person, to uh, to endorse them, say say that our shoes are good, uh, but also you should probably wear our shoes all the time. So it you you it, so we see that you really like them, that you're really using them. It gets a little bit weird if somebody's endorsing a product, and then they don't even use the product, and they're maybe they're using the competitor's product. That's a little weird. 
I have nothing to endorse. Nobody has given me any money to endorse anything. There are some uh, vegan food items, some vegan companies that I sure would love to endorse. I would endorse them because I enjoy them and eat them regularly. And uh, if if some if they want to give me some products and give me some money, I'll do that. I'll endorse your products. Let's do that. Let's let's make a commercial for some. I guess I probably have to say which ones they are, but then nobody's paying me to say anything yet. So let's hold off on that. Maybe I have to contact them directly and say, hey, if you wanna if you want me to endorse your product on my tiny 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 little podcast show that nobody listens to, nobody watches. Uh, then I will do that. It's not going to help your product at all. It's not going to help anybody in the long run. It'll help me if you give me if you give me some food and or money. It'll help me, but it's not going to help you. It's it's worth very little at this point because it's because nobody knows about this show. But there's there's some things I would definitely endorse. Okay, what are some other things we got to say about the word endorse? The synonym is the word approve. I approve of this thing. I approve of uh, getting this check, so I'm going to endorse it. I approve of the the amount on the check, and I approve that it's going into my bank account. Endorsable is an adjective. Endorsee is a noun, and endorser is also a noun. So the endor, I guess, in uh, if you're if you're endorsing a check over to somebody else, you would be the endorser, and the person who is receiving the check would be the endorsee think that's how that works. Um, What is the etymology? It is an alternative of the obsolete word endos, E-N-D-O-S-S, which uh, must be in the next episode if it's going to be here at all. Uh, And I'm not seeing it. Um, From Middle English, endosen, from Anglo-French, endoser, which means to put on or don, like you're putting on clothes, you're donning your hat. It also means just write on the back. Like write, the action of writing on the back. That's what the Anglo-French endosser means. Which is from en plus dos, which means back. Oh, like do-si-do. When you're dancing do-si-do, you're going back to back. That's what that means. If you didn't listen to that episode, I'm telling you now. But you should go back and listen to all the episodes. Uh, so yeah, when I, when I was reading the whole thing about endorsing the check, writing your name on the back of the check, I was like, well, what, what is, what is the etymology? Is something to do with the back of a thing, right? So yeah, it's all about putting it on the back of a thing. But now how did that become you're endorsing a product? I guess you're, you know, you know, they'll give you a check. They'll give you money to endorse something. So it probably just evolved from that. That makes the most sense. Uh, okay, let's say another related word. That's not the word. That's the sound effect. The word is endorsement. Again, also, you can spell it with an I-N. Noun from 1547. Oh, I brought up a weird window there. Um, endorsement, one, the act or process of endorsing. That's it. 2A. Something that is written in the process of endorsing. So while you are endorsing, the thing that you write is the endorsement. Maybe your name. If you're signing your name, that would be the endorsement, I guess. Uh, To be a provision added to an insurance contract altering its scope or application. 
a process added to an insurance contract. So if you gotta, if you want to change your insurance contract, um, you, it, that's an endorsement, I guess. It's a change to your insurance contract. Hmm. Three synonyms are sanction and approval, as in went ahead without the endorsement of his boss. He did not get approval from his boss. It's not a sanctioned event because his boss has to approve things. It's probably not a very good idea unless you're like, I know, I know if I do this thing, I know I don't have approval. I know I don't have the, the boss's endorsement to do this thing, but I know if I do it and it's successful, they're going to they're gonna be very happy with me. So I'm going to do it anyway. But usually you, you want to get the endorsement. You want to get the approval of somebody. It depends on the context, obviously. Number four, money earned from a product recommendation, as in made millions in salary and endorsements. So between the money that they're making, maybe that's this pro basketball player, the money that they're making from playing basketball, and the money that they're making from their product endorsements, uh, cereal boxes, sport, sports equipment, Lots and lots of other things. They're making so much money. Um, in Chicago, there are all of these billboards with Brian Erlocker about hair restoration. And they've been there for years, I think. And he must be making a whole lot of money from those hair <laughs> hair hair endorsements. Endorse I don't know. They always have fun puns about hair and his name and stuff like that. Uh, so it's interesting. Um that it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing. Okay, so it seems like usually people who are already uh, rich and famous, who are already in the public eye, already making a lot of money, they're the ones who get the endorsements, and so they just keep on making more money. And it makes sense, you know. The reason is the the people who are making the product, they want to get their product out there, and so they're going to use the face of somebody who's already out there, who already has fans, who already is well-known by the public, and they use them as the middle person to get the public to see their product and say, oh, well, if that person I like enjoys the product, then maybe I will too, so I'm going to buy the product. But it's just making those people richer and richer and richer, and we're getting a bigger divide between the rich and the poor, and I don't like that at all. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I'm just pointing out that you're making you're you're making the divide in our political our our class structure even bigger and wider and harder to fix, and that's very frustrating. Okay, endorsement. We finished it. We got one more word in this episode. Endoscope. E n d o. S-C-O-P-E. We're back to the endo prefix because it is a noun from 19, uh, 1861. It is an illuminated, usually fiber optic, flexible, or rigid tubular instrument for visualizing the interior of a hollow organ or part for diagnostic or therapeutic purposes that typically has one or more channels to enable passage of instruments. Oh boy, so there was a lot there. I'm sorry for that. Let's break it down. Uh, well, first of all, it was from 1861. So in 1861, 100 and 
162 years ago, they invented the endoscope. Oh, I'd love to see what an endoscope from 1861 looks like. Maybe let's put that on social media. Um, so back then, they were probably not necessarily illuminated, and they pretty sure they did not have fiber optic stuff in them, because I think that was invented later probably. But these days, it's illuminated. They, they were able to put a light at the end. They got a camera at the end. Uh, fiber optic flexible or rigid tubular instrument. So it's an instrument that's shaped like a tube, very small, very skinny probably, and then they put it in your body somehow. Depending on what they got to check out, they're going to go up and from the top. They're going to go from the bottom. They're going to make a hole somewhere. They're going to go check out uh, what your organs visualizing the interior of a hollow organ or a part as the bladder or esophagus. I actually had one of these not that long ago because I got this weird throat thing. It's like sore all the time and I don't know what's going on and sometimes food gets stuck. So they put me to mostly sleep and uh, they put the scope in my throat to see what was going on and they didn't see anything. But the cool thing about these uh, endoscopes is they can also have... Well, maybe I'm thinking more of like laparoscopic, but they can have like tools and things that like go through the tube. And so uh, they can, I don't know, they can grab things, they can, they can stretch things, they can do lots of things with these tools in this endoscope these days. And uh, they use it for diagnostic or therapeutic purposes that typically has one or more channels to enable pass yeah, passage of instruments. They got, they got tubes within the tube to send instruments down and then they can control them with these little things on their fingers. And ro they're using robots these days, too, to perform all these functions. Examples of these instruments would be forceps or scissors. So if you got a little, a little nodule, a little growth, a thing that they, they want to check, they can send some scissors down the endoscope, down all the way to the end. And then they can take the scissors and snip it, and they can pull it back through the endoscope. And of course... Of course, it doesn't say here, but of course, it's a scope, so it's like a thing that you look through. You're scoping, scoping, scoping out things, scoping things out, scoping the territory, and it's endo because it's on the inside of your body. They're doing this on the inside of your body. Endoscopy is a noun. Crazy, crazy that they invented it so many years ago. Hmm, wonder how, trial and error, right? A lot of a lot of mistakes maybe happened. I hope I hope people didn't die back when they invented this thing. But they were like, hey, we gotta we gotta figure this out. Eventually, a hundred plus years ago, eventually we'll we'll perfect this endoscope. But for now, we gotta start somewhere. Everything has to start somewhere. All right, let's pick a word of the episode. We had today endopeptidase, endoperoxide, endophyte, endoplasm, endoplasmic reticulum endopolyploidy, that's a great word to say, end organ, endorphin, endorse, endorsement, and endoscope. Hmm. Well, maybe I'll pick endorse as the word of the episode. Uh, why? Because, because maybe someday I'll endorse something. I'm going to endorse something good. I don't want to... Now, I will say, if you're listening to this uh, as the audio medium, as a podcast, um, you're probably getting ads. Um, I don't control what the ads are. I don't control where they land. Just randomly, 
there's some ads. And uh, so I cannot say, I, well, no, let me rephrase that. I can say that I don't necessarily endorse what those ads are for. I don't know what the ads are until I hear it. And uh, that's a little frustrating, but I'm at such a small level with this show that um, I don't really, I'm not in the place where I can control those sorts of things, or at least I just don't know how. And so maybe someday, maybe someday, I will be, I'll be recording some of my own ads for things that I actually endorse, that I actually care about. Um, I'm, I don't want to do just like random ads for things just because they're going to give me money. Um, I want to, I want to support things that I actually like and use and enjoy regularly, like some vegan food products. I'm vegan and I eat food. I like food and I think you would like these food items too. Vegan or not, doesn't matter. You, you're going to like them. You're going to like them. I swear. I swear you will. So, hey, let's do that. Uh, so, endorse. I endorse this product. I endorse this candidate. I'm endorsing things left and right. Doesn't matter. Let's just endorse the, all the checks. It's the worst song ever. No, I'm sure I've had much worse than that. Uh, yeah, good times. Good times. Let's endorse some stuff. Uh, let's see, let's endorse, instead of, I endorse, what, is there a movie that I endorse? What's the next movie on the list? I hope I endorse it. Uh, let's see, I think, did I talk about, ooh, I don't know, I, did I talk about Pig? I did, I think I did. Uh, next is Scanners. Uh, a fun, a fun movie from the early 80s. Uh, it was being written as it was being shot, and so it's a little... It's a little, uh, it's a little mixed up, I guess. It's a little, it's not as maybe polished as it could have been otherwise, but it's a classic because it's Cronenberg and it's this, uh, there's some really classic visual things that happen and, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's just a fun one to watch. You know, can't take it too seriously, although I think there are some, there's sort of some cultural commentary going on. So that's, uh, that's fun as well go watch Scanners. And then, I think they made at least two sequels, which I never saw, but those are probably fun movies too. I endorse watching Scanners. That's the end of the episode. I've hit the end of my organ, my end organ. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.